Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. Good morning, lovely listeners. It's Dr. Lucy again here this week without my good friend, Dr. Mary. But we have a special guest for you. One of our long-time Inner Circle members, one of our beautiful Momentum members, Susan Hanmore, has come to join us and she's going to tell us her story and how she has found peace and health with low carb. Welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thank you, Lucy. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. What I'd first like to start with is if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners I guess you'll, we often call it the weight loss journey. It's not really a journey. It just feels like you're going up and down on the spot sometimes. But what's been your weight loss story and how did you come to low carb? I guess my story is very similar to a lot of people. I came to low carb after yo-yoing up and down through every other diet, in quotes, under the sun. So I'd lose weight and regain it lose it, regain it. Lots of clean eating in there, the standard Australian diet, but still the weight would pack back on. Yes. So how long has this been going on for you? My sons were born, 78, 79, and I think the weight started going on pretty much then. And I lost a lot of weight doing Atkins in two thousand and eight or thereabouts and that was having spent the previous decades yo-yoing with Jenny Craig and every other weight loss organization that we can think of and Atkins worked for me but I became nervous scared by the media hype of organ damage and so on and stopped and did more of a um, I suppose a paleo style with uh, nothing white plenty of fruit and veg, not too much meat, and did that. And in the, I suppose, eight or ten years that I was doing that, I managed to regain most of what I'd lost. So, and what sort of numbers are we talking about when you, you know, are you talking like five kilos or what sort of numbers? We're talking about, I lost about 35 kilos on Atkins and regained probably... 25 of those in the next eight or 10 years uh, before I had the epiphany that, (laughs) using Lucy's word, that Atkins worked for me, that none of this other clean, and I'm conscientious, you know, so, so when I say clean, I mean, it was clean. I worked hard at not Mm. having potatoes or anything white and no sugar and so on. Yes. So you weren't doing processed food. No, no, I wasn't doing processed food. And so, but that just didn't work for me. And I had the epiphany that, in fact, Atkins had worked. And so I set about looking into Atkins again and saw that low carb had had a bit of a resurgence. And so in 2017-ish, I started the new Atkins, low carb, Mm -hmm. found diet doctor and just set about low carbing and it worked low carbing your life off wonderful wonderful and so low carb started to work so what happened then it did well over the next year and a half or so 
I lost over 50 kilos. So I lost all the weight that I had lost before and regained plus some. So I have to say I still have weight to lose. So I still have another 30 or so to lose, but I'm happy to continue low carving. Absolutely. And I think this is the the beautiful thing about low carb is that it is something that you can do. Like you've been doing it now for three years, nearly four years. One of the criticisms of low carb for in bandied about in the media is that it's not sustainable. So what, you know, I always have a snigger about that because I'm thinking, well, I seem to sustain it and lots of people I know. So what are your thoughts on the sustainability of it? I think that's rubbish. It's absolutely sustainable. It's a choice. And I think once an individual makes that choice and you can't unlearn the stuff you've learned about the processed food and the the damage that sugar does and uh, the rubbish that's in in the food that we're all being peddled. And I think knowing that it works, feeling really good, so reversing fatty liver, gaining great metabolic health, those are things that I feel good about. And so the weight's a bonus, but the health achievements are wonderful. And I don't think there's anything that would send me back on the path of processed food and rubbish. (laughs) Ah, look, and I think this is the tricky thing. I, I um, you know, you and I are both excellent dieters, as I often call myself. I'm excellent. I can very much, if there's a diet, I can stick to it. I have willpower, like made of steel. But I used to eat a lot of processed garbage because it, you know, had a label on the side that said one point or half a point or something like that. I had no connection between the food and what it did for my body like I do now. And I think you're the same. Like when I read your posts, it's often about how how you are nourishing your body now. Yes, I think um, about nourishment when I eat and it uh, gives me a sense of ah, not just achievement but pleasure, <laughs> joy even, to know that I'm nourishing myself well. I'm doing myself a service by eating thoughtfully. Yep. And I think that's the ultimate. It's almost like the pinnacle of self-care. You know, the the word self-care is bandied around now. You know, everyone's writing hashtag self-care, which is great. We absolutely need to be doing self-care. But self-care is nourishing your body with beautiful, nutritious food. And self-care is not always like my old version of self-care used to be, which was to lie on the couch reading a book with a box of donuts <laughs> well you can have the couch and the book just absolutely <laughs> have, have not the donuts. tea or bone broth instead <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so untangling because again that that little message from media and you know influence and all of those sorts of things can certainly be that it self-care includes junk food and it, we just need to i guess keep that abundantly clear that it it doesn't self-care does not involve junk food. I guess I think we can still celebrate the food that we eat though. I think food can still be part of celebrations and can be something that we feel great pleasure in enjoying, just that it's enjoyable because it's nourishing, but it can still be delicious. Ah, 
Absolutely. And in fact, I was saying this last night to my husband, we had a Mexican taco bowl, which is essentially just, you know, some mince with some veggies through it and some cheese, a bit of sour cream and some lettuce. Now, in the old days, I would have bought the lean mince. It would have been fried in nothing. I would have drained all the fat off. And it was really unsatisfying for whatever reason. It just didn't do anything. And now, you know, you have it and I just, I don't ever buy the lean, I just buy the normal mince. And I think combined with the fat and the flavour and then this sour cream on top, it felt so decadent and so delicious. And I thought, oh my God. And in my head, I'm thinking, I can't believe this is diet food. But (laughs) it's not depriving, is it? It's not depriving ourselves. It's enjoying what we're eating. Absolutely. You can absolutely enjoy your food. And that's the most, that's my favourite bit. Susan, you embarked on low carb back in 2017, where it was a less popular, I guess would be the word, but certainly less talked about in Australia. Tell me about your journey and how you've come, I guess, to meet other Australians. And in fact, I would go so far as to mentor other Australians doing low carb. Um, I guess I, in my research, reading the new Atkins and then ploughing through Diet Doctor and everything really, everything that I could find, but finding so many of the sites that I encountered were American. I was keen to find some Australian low-carbers. I actually swim with um, Richard Morris's mum. Ah. <laughs> what a small world. And Richard actually, Richard and I, he, he doesn't know me <laughs> from a bar of soap, but Richard and I started at similar sorts of times with, and his mum would be talking about him and I'd be jumping around doing aqua aerobics and talking about, you know, what was going down my gullet. And, and um, um, for our listeners who, who maybe aren't clear who Richard Morris is, Richard Morris is a wonderful man from Canberra who was one part of the Two Keto Dudes, which was a very, very well listened to podcast, certainly very early on when keto was, you know, keto was a dirty word. So looking for Australians, I came across Have Butter Will Travel and Erica and Dan and was very impressed by their sort of down-to-earth approach and really came to enjoy everything that they had to offer. And through them, found Lucy and Mary and Real Life Medicine. And I'd been on my own, so I'd got fabulous family support. My friends are absolutely lovely. My doctor is supportive but wouldn't have necessarily recommended keto to me. So it's really been me on my own, taking the risks, making the decisions, doing it by myself, and to suddenly feel like I'm part of a community of women all striving for the same health benefits and all with the same light bulb moment of comprehension, understanding that this is the way we're meant to eat, this is the way we're meant to nourish ourselves, and it's a wonderful feeling and it's really wonderful to feel like I'm part of a community now and that I'm not just out there trying to work it all out for myself, that there's support from Lucy and Mary and all the other women. Yeah, well, it's wonderful and, you know, again, for those of you who don't know Susan, she has 
whenever she comments, there's emojis and it's um, there's a frog. And recently we've been suggesting she should change her emoji to the owl because we call Susan the wise woman. She is the voice of wisdom in our group. And I think her years of experience just add to that wonderful ability to just have a pause, reflect and be able to offer advice that really comes from the heart and is completely free of judgment. And Susan, you've got that ability in spades and we are absolutely grateful for that. Thank you, Lucy. (laughs) I think it's interesting, isn't it, that we're always evolving and even Dr. Mary and myself within Momentum are evolving and recognising how judgmental humans are in general. It's like a default. We're judgmental to others but often to ourselves And I think having somebody to help people unpack that judgment is really, really vital because, you know, when people talk about self-sabotage, they're often, it's often just their self-talk. They talk themselves down and out. Yes, self-sabotaging is, um, I guess, a real hurdle. And I guess we all do it because I guess we don't always believe ourselves. We We don't necessarily trust that we're on the right path and I presume that most of us are the same that when it gets hard it's easy to put our head in the sand and not not keep plowing on and we yeah so we tell ourselves that there are plenty of good reasons not not to keep going yeah so I guess advice for our listeners then what are some of the stories that have come up for you in your head from time to time or have you just found it all to be as soon as you had your epiphany it was smooth sailing what what's been your record of it all it is smooth sailing for me mm-hmm. sorry no 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 it's great <laughs> no it, it is because I really trust my choice I really feel like I've come to this through all the other ways of eating and diets and I trust it and I trust that I've made a choice that works for me and so I don't self-sabotage with low carb. I might have done with uh, Jenny Craig (laughs) but I I don't with low carb. I just get in and do it. I'm fairly conscientious and so I don't really, I don't find it hard. It's wonderful and I think what you have also demonstrated there is that for a lot of people, it's not that they don't have willpower and it's not that they aren't trying and it's not that they're not conscientious. It's that the advice for their physiology doesn't work. So for you, when you were doing your clean eating with no white stuff, no white bread, no white potatoes, but probably still, you know, high carb, whole food. Mm, bread, sourdough, maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. So this is the thing that I think people have to find their own path, you know, and I would I would love to assume that low carb will work for everybody. And probably three years ago, I would have said to you, absolutely will work for everybody. But I'm a little more circumspect now and recognize that there are some people who for whatever reason doesn't work for, but I don't know what else would, that I don't have another alternative for them because physiologically, with insulin resistance and reducing your insulin, 
it works. And the majority of people in our country who are carrying too much body fat are insulin resistant. So when you sort that insulin out, the fat melts away. Yes. And I guess eating real food, not eating processed food, even if it doesn't necessarily help them to lose the fat, it must surely help them to better health. Mm. Do you think? Absolutely. I think that, and Mary and I did an episode on this, that your size is not an indication of your health. So you can have two people that might be the same size. One's, you know, inflamed, insulin resistant, maybe has some cardiac or renal or kidney issues, uh, liver issues. And another person who has been, you know, doing low carb, eats real food, their metabolic health is beautiful. So there is a, a movement called Health at Any Size and, our, and ours is Health at Any Size but not at any serum insulin. So <laughs> you don't need to be stick thin and, in fact, being stick thin is often not healthy. You don't need to be aesthetically lean like an Instagram model to be healthy. You'd need to eat low-carb real food and you'll be healthy. Well, I think for me it's made a big difference to my health, certainly. Absolutely, and you are a living example of this. And as I said, your wisdom for our other members is something that we just don't underestimate. And I think, and neither do they. It's been, uh, it's amazing the number of times I've spoken to somebody and they said, oh, well, I spoke to a very wise member in our circle. And I'm thinking, hmm, I reckon I know who that might be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Susan, I think we will give you the queen owl emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Lucy. <laughs> Susan, it has been a delight. I guess one of the things that I would, I just want to finish on because, I mean, you mentioned you had your boys, what, in 1978, so what is ever that is, 40-something years ago. So there are some people out there that think it's too late, too late, you know, it's too late for me, I'm too old to change my ways. What would you say to them? Well, I'd say it's never too late. I'd say that I'd have liked to have found low carb and change my ways long, long ago, but that's not the way life was served up to me. I didn't find it until, well, even when I did find it with Atkins, I got scared of it. And so unfortunately delayed then finding it again until the 2017. So I'm 67. I'd say it's never too late because when I embarked on low carb, I had fatty liver disease and poor metabolic health, and I now don't. And so I guess for anyone in their silver years, um, <laughs> start whenever it grabs you. Yes. I think there's that um, saying, and I've said it a couple of times, that you know the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago and the second best time is now. Absolutely. And it's the same for low carb. Yes, it would have been lovely to do it 10 years ago, but the second best time is now. Absolutely, yes. Wonderful, darling. Well, we certainly appreciate you and are very glad that you have turned your health around and that you look forward to many, many years of good health ahead. Thank you, Lucy, and thank you and Mary for the support. I'm very thrilled and delighted to be part of Real Life Medicine. Thank you. Oh, you are welcome. 
All right, lovely listeners, that's it from me this week. I will be back next week with Dr. Mary and we look forward to seeing you then. Have a wonderful week. So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com. And until next time, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.